The most ghoulish and bone chilling of greetings to each and every one of you. Thank you so much for stopping by and making Paranormal Prowlers podcast part of your morning, day, night, twilight, whenever you listen and wherever you listen from. It is greatly appreciated. Those awesome tunes that you just heard is, as always, courtesy of the amazing Bobby Mackey, and I, of course, am your host, Tessa Morrow. So, Before we jump into this episode, a few days ago, I got a compliment about the podcast on Facebook, and I just had to share it as it really did make my day. I love when I get these, so whenever I feel good about it and get something like this, I got to share it with you. So a gentleman named Ryan wrote this, just wanted to say, love your podcast. One of the best I have ever heard. Keep up the great work. Well, thank you, Ryan. It feels good hearing kind words like that. I really do work hard on the podcast with research and writing every single episode out. And yes, sometimes it's like close to 60, 70 pages long (laughs) recording, editing. So it means a lot when people reach out. So thank you, Ryan. The couple are enjoying a nice nature walk. The gentleman takes a breath of fresh air and takes a look around his surroundings. It is absolutely gorgeous here at the park. He looks down and something catches his eye. He picks it up, brings it closer to his face, and puts the object in his pocket. Little did he know that things would happen that he could not explain. Horrible things. Things that he had no control over. His pet pig? Well, he dies suddenly. His girlfriend and him are fighting like nonstop and are this close, this close to calling it quits. His car, which was working perfectly before, seems to be breaking down every single chance it gets, one thing after the other. He cannot get over this cold and he just has to think, what can be the cause of all of this? So today, I'm going to be talking about not one, but two different petrified forests. One being the Escalante Petrified Forest based out of Utah, and the other is Petrified Forest National Park in Arizona. They have many things in common. They offer gorgeous views and sights and trails for many people. Several come from all over the world to visit these two specific locations, The main attraction is no surprise here, petrified wood. There's another thing about these two parks, one being a national park and the other being a state park. And they have something in common and it is terrifying. A curse. Okay, first of all, it's not like a curse like if you go you're in trouble or you're going to have bad luck forever or, you know, see bad things in your future. No, you should go to these places. They're amazing. It's not like that in the slightest. 
The curse is avoidable, actually. There's actually a warning when you go there. And it makes total sense. Look at the beautiful petrified wood. But, okay, here's something that's easy for most of us to do. Don't take it home with you. It's that easy. If you take it home with you, that's when the whole cursed thing starts. Now, the first location I'm going to be talking about is Escalante Petrified Forest State Park, which is located in the ever-so-gorgeous Utah. It is home to breathtaking scenic views, a one-mile petrified forest trail, and just short of a mile sleeping rainbow spur trail. It also has the wide, hollow reservoir and trees that are well over 100 million years old. That in my book is damn impressive. Now it's believed that many of the trees were torn right from their roots during a horrific flood, which came barreling through the area millions of years ago, and instead of decaying away, it actually petrified itself. And it's really a neat thing to see, I swear. On my boyfriend's mother's property in Colorado, up in the mountains, close to the Spanish Peaks, there is what I consider a petrified forest. We walk around, and I am always in awe, just finding these gorgeous, amazing pieces of ancient, beautiful, petrified wood. Year after year, we go back there, and there are so many amazing pieces that we had never seen before. Now here at the Escalante Petrified Forest, you'll find many different colors within this petrified wood, such as red, purple, green, orange, just so incredible and so unique. In fact, it's so beautiful and so unique that some people feel the need to take a little chunk of souvenir home with them. They may think to themselves, I'm outside in nature in a park. It's a rock. It's a piece of petrified wood. What harm would it do for me to take this home with me? Just don't do it, guys. Not only is it frowned upon, but it's actually illegal. Think about it this way. Would you walk into a historical museum and take something from there, put it in your pocket and walk away? No, you wouldn't. So I think we got it covered. It's frowned upon. It's illegal. Oh yeah, and may come with a curse. Don't believe in curses? No problem. No judgment here. A lot of people don't, and that's okay. But let's just say that many a folk have come to Escalante Petrified Forest and did not believe in curses, but soon things happened that kind of persuaded them the other way, gave them a little nudge, pushed them in the other direction, and now they're hardcore believers. Now in the visitor center is an area reserved for people who have sent back petrified wood that they illegally pocketed and took home. Along with the stolen goods are letters. And I mean, it's not just a handful of letters, one, two, three, four, no. It's in the hundreds. So you took it. You got it home. You got away with it. So I must ask, why return it now? Did you grow a conscience? Perhaps a confession to a family member or friend? And they made you think twice about it with some encouraging words? Maybe in some rare cases this did happen. 
But in these letters, there are tales of being plagued with bad luck. Letters pour in every single year, admitting that once they left the state park with the petrified wood that, remember, have been there for millions of years, well, bad shit started happening, and in many cases, almost instantly, ranging from illnesses, breakups, divorces, car troubles, health issues, and yeah, even death. Some talk about car accidents, injuries so severe that they caused broken bones. One case a man shared that his motorhome went up in flames, and total inferno. Another gent shared that after he took the wood home, he experienced the most horrible year of his entire life. Just one thing piling on top of the other. One heartbreaking case details a woman who took a piece home and was diagnosed soon after with cancer. She was too sick to actually take it back, and a friend did it for her. Her cancer was terminal. I'm not superstitious, but I've noticed since I took these stones, the coin has flipped to the bad side a lot more than it's flipped to the good. One gentleman shared that he saw that someone was selling a 30-pound chunk of petrified wood, and he bought it. It is worth it to me to have paid for shipping to get it back to you, so I do not experience the curse. So, you know, it didn't even come to my mind that some who take these priceless souvenirs may be too lazy or ashamed or embarrassed to send back the petrified wood, so they try to make a quick buck and sell them. Maybe I could sell them the curse, too. Well, thankfully, the man who bought this hefty chunk was smart enough to send it back to where it belonged. We now leave the Escalante Petrified State Park and make our way to Arizona and enter the Petrified Forest National Park, which covers 93,533 acres. It's 346 square miles. It's located in Apache and Navajo counties in northeastern Arizona. Fallen trees from the late Triassic period dating back to around 225 million years ago. The trees were then in the river and eventually got buried. Now, on December 8th of 1906, the beautiful and unique petrified forest is designated into a national monument by President Teddy Roosevelt. Like Utah's Escalante Petrified Forest, Arizona's Petrified Forest National Park prohibits people from taking a piece of the park home with them. What's that line? Take only pictures, leave only footsteps? Oh, that was a good picture, honey. Take another one. A sign actually warns visitors, quote, collecting petrified wood is prohibited, unquote. Short and sweet and directly to the point. Many may roll their eyes, take it with a grain of salt, whatever, ignore it completely. Maybe reverse psychology rears its ugly head like, don't tell me what to do, swipe, it's in my pocket, ready to go home. But several who ignore the warnings come to severely regret this decision 
and taking the ancient petrified wood, oftentimes writing letters begging for their sanity to come back, and dare they ask some normalcy? If you must have a piece of history, there are several stores near this national park that collect the petrified wood legally from private land and then sell them for a decent price. No superstitions or curses attached. Just ask the hundreds of people who wish they would have went that route. Should you have gone to the store and bought it? Yes! Was the curse and bad luck worth the hassle? No! Didn't think so. And very much like Escalante, the National Park has an area dedicated for people to maybe learn from others' mistakes. They call it the Mystery of the Conscience Wood. It's located in the Rainbow Forest Museum within the National Park. It's literally a whole room where you can see hundreds upon hundreds of letters. People who thought it was okay to remove these items from their natural habitat. It does not take long for Lady Luck to leave the party and for that rascally bad luck to make an unwanted and, dare I say, uninvited appearance. Divorces, fights, jail time, freak accidents, vehicular accidents, death. Again, we see letters with chunks and fragments of the petrified wood. Letters begging for peace once more. I can't take this anymore. It's simply ludicrous. I'm going bonkers over here. Once they received a huge piece of petrified wood from a man who stole it from the park well over 65 years ago, it took the dude 65 years to send it back? Man, I have so many questions. Like, what happened to him in the 65 years of the bad luck? I mean... (laughs) What was the straw that broke the camel's back? So there is a conscience pile of stolen but returned petrified wood right outside in a large pile by a private service road within the National Park. And that pile, you guys, is huge. And guess what? It just keeps growing. As the letters and the rocks and the petrified wood, they keep coming in. They have received around 12 hundred letters so far, and every year they keep getting more. Letters, they scatter themselves all throughout the United States, including the states of Colorado, New York, and California, and several other countries, including Italy and Germany. I mean, can you imagine the shipping costs as they leave these other countries? Ouch! But to many people, it's a small and tiny price to pay, and every penny is worth it. The oldest letter that they have received, it dates back to 1935. When we were there, we read the letters of the many people who had returned wood to you with tales of bad luck, ruined marriages, and the other stories of misfortune. At first, we did not believe the ramblings of such obviously superstitious persons. But upon the review of the life and lack of luck that our family member had these past 30 years, we had begun to wonder if possibly the legend could have some truth to it. One man admits to stealing a piece of the ancient petrified wood well over a decade ago. It was a great challenge sneaking it out of the park. 
Since that time, though, nothing in my life has gone right. Then there's people who see the room flooded with letters and decide it's hocus pocus, and they take something home with them anyways, like this next person. I saw the letters and didn't believe it. I took the rocks anyway, and now I'm cursed. And when it comes to taking the petrified wood home with you, there is no age discrimination here. Young and old are guilty of taking a piece of history home with them. Check out this next letter that they received back in 1970, written in all caps, a most urgent of sorts. This, I am only five years old and made a bad mistake. Five years old. Did this kiddo's favorite toy break? Maybe they stepped on a Lego? Perhaps the young one got grounded one too many times? Or maybe there was a chocolate milk shortage? Whatever the case, the struggle is real for the young and the old. Then some display anger towards the rocks, slash petrified wood, like how dare they make my life a living hell after I stole them. Take these miserable rocks and put them back. They have caused pure havoc in my love life. By the time these rocks reach you, things should be back to normal. If not, I give up. Dateless and desperate. And speaking of love lives, here's another one sharing that things sounded badly in the romance department. You're right. It's a curse to take wood from the forest. My girlfriend of three years finished with me on the drive home, so here's your damn wood back. Meanwhile, some are apologetic. Believe me, if I would have known a curse went with any of these rocks, I would have never taken these. My life has been totally destroyed since we've been back from vacation. Please put those back so my life can be back to normal. Let me start over again. Forgive me for ever taking these. And... I picked up this petrified rock 13 years ago when I visited the National Park. I came across it today and decided I should send it back to you. I'm sorry that I took it, and I wish you to have it back. Thank you. P.S. It had been bad luck to me. Some letters are short and right to the point, like this letter that they received back in 1968. Dear sirs, this is what I took. And I'm sorry I took it. Then you've got some folks who try describing exactly where the stolen goods need to go. October 17th, 1979. To whom it may concern, enclosed you will find a few small pieces of petrified wood that I thoughtlessly took while there in the park this past August. Call it superstition or whatever, but I feel that it belongs there and nowhere else. I am now writing a paper on Indian rock paintings and realize that the removal of these pieces goes against the Indian's sense of oneness and harmony with their surroundings. I would very much like to return them to the spot personally, but I don't know when I'll be through that way again. So I would appreciate it if you would return them to the very spot where they came, by the Pueblo Indian ruins. If you were to walk up from the lowest rock paintings, it would be between the rocks and the two Pueblo ruins would be approximately 100 yards ahead on both sides. There is one small piece of wood embedded there with loose pieces all around. These pieces enclosed were among them. 
I hope you will return them to the same spot and not just anywhere in the park. Call it superstition, I guess. Thank you for putting up with things like this. And I want you to know that I admire the work that you people are doing in the cause of the conservation. Signed, one by many. So it's nice this person had a change of heart. They didn't even share anything about bad luck. But, you know, doing this paper on the specific thing now, knowing that they did wrong and wanted it to go back, even describing, they even drew a picture of where to put it back. But what some don't realize is the fact that once the petrified wood is taken out of its environment, they are not put back as it affects the value of the scientific study, like the conscious pile. It's nowhere like where the others are, but it's just in this one spot. And then the others in Escalante in the museum. Escalante Petrified State Forest and Petrified Forest National Park in the respective states of Utah and Arizona, they are both absolutely devastatingly gorgeous locations that have impressive views and where you can admire the petrified wood that's millions of years old. And just remember, leave footsteps only and take only pictures and support the local nearby stores and buy a piece of history to take home with you legally. Take it for the hundreds of people. It's simply not worth it. This week's special city shoutouts go to Chertsey, England, Wasaga Beach, Canada, Palakkad, India, Antwerp, Belgium, and Champaign, Illinois. Ooh, we really needed our passport for that one, didn't we, you guys? A lot of neat places, several different countries. Love it. As always, everybody, thank you so much. It is extremely appreciated. You all are absolutely amazing. Big shout-outs to my amazing voiceover family, that being Angie Velasquez, Thomas James, Justin Dean, Jerry Morrow, Casey Morrow, and Bryce Kolb. Did you enjoy this week's episode? Listen to the others. They are all phenomenal. Haven't heard every single damn one yet? Oh, there's really no need to worry. Just head on over to any of those awesome podcast platforms such as Blueberry, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Podcast Republic. Basically, wherever you may roam to hear your other spectacular podcasts, you'll probably find Paranormal Prowlers podcasts lurking in the background. Want to be a future voiceover? Perhaps you have a spooky idea for an episode. Curses, locations, people, you know I do them all, my friends, and I love a challenge. Haven't heard your city, state, or country on the podcast yet and have a local haunt that you're just dying to see on here? Throw an email my way, my friends, at paraprowl at gmail.com. That's P-A-R-A-P-R-O-W-L at gmail.com. Or you can find me on the Paranormal Prowlers podcast page on Facebook or Twitter at Paraprowl. Thanks, everybody, and we will see you next week, my dear lovelies. <laughs>